the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hour two, Backbone Radio. Here it is, August 14th, 2022. And yeah, we're ticked about this Rubicon crossing moment of the FBI, the American Stasi raiding Trump's personal home. Oh, man, we're going to talk that through a little bit, throw a few other things into it. But some of the sequelae, some of the fallout of this raid are increasing distrust and awareness of the existence of the deep state, even less trust in 2020 election integrity. January 6th looks even more like a setup. The FBI, of course, looks more diabolical. Uh, Christopher Ray, Jim Comey, Andrew McCabe, Kevin Kleinsmith, Mueller. They look even more diabolical, those former directors of the FBI. Kleinsmith was just an FBI counsel who was nailed, guilty, admitted he uh, altered the content of an email in order to allow the FISA warrant to spy on the Trump campaign. It has motivated Republican voters and independent voters, and it has clarified who the rhinos are, folks, the McConnells, the Lindsey Grahams, the Tim Scotts, the Joe O'Days. This is a, a very, very major moment in this republic. It's a historic moment, and yeah, here we are. Here we are talking it through. One quick thing before the phone lines, I'll just mention this, that I always talk about the nature of propaganda and how you ask people, people say, oh, Trump always lies, Trump always lies. And you ask them, well, tell me a specific lie. And they, they can't find one. They can't even think of one. And I just hasten to point out that, you know, uh, Trump's the guy that went to Washington and kept his promises. Trump's the guy that's been investigated six ways from Sunday, and he's come out squeaky clean every single damn time. You see how this all works? But people, um, there was, I just was reading to one of my daughters this book called uh, Mr. Benedict's, The Mysterious Mr. Benedict Society. I believe that's what it's called. Read the whole thing. It's like 500 pages. I read it out loud. And I've read all these like huge books to my kids. I, uh, I do a lot of talking, not just on radio. And anyway, there's these people that have been brain swept in Mr. Benedict's uh, book. They've been brain swept and they're out living their lives and they think that they know what's going on, but then when you ask them a question, uh, the characters ask them a question about who they are, what they're doing, you know, or where they are, they, they, they step back and they think, I realize, I don't really know. Actually, uh, maybe I don't know. They just presume something is real, but then when they actually think about it, they kind of go blank and they don't realize anything. And listen to this little example here of a rabid anti-Trump protester out there in front of Trump Tower demonstrating about why Trump is guilty of all this stuff. And listen to how this plays real quick. Is this unprecedented to arrest a former president for not well, turning in documents? Well, I former president that had committed this many provable criminal acts. But what are the provable criminal acts, I guess? <sighs> provable criminal acts. Well, I'm just, I, I, I'm done talking. Oh, Guy's holding like an arrest Trump sign. So you got to arrest Trump because he's committed these provable criminal acts. And then you ask him what they are, and he's like, he has no clue. 
And we have basically, oh, what, 20, 30 percent of the American population is living in that blue pill universe. No clue. They're just thinking the propaganda is real. Then when they're asked a question, you get this. Just hear that one more time. Listen to this dude. Is this unprecedented to arrest a former president for not well, turning in documents? Well, I former president that had committed this many provable criminal acts. But what are the provable criminal acts, I guess? <sighs> provable criminal acts. Well, I'm just, I, I, I'm done talking. Yeah, he's done talking. Because this guy's mind is owned and operated by the propagandists. <laughs> by the deep state. They own that guy's mind. He's living his life. He doesn't even have control of his own brain. He has no clue. And that applies, as you know, to so many people out there, but not around here. We're the awake ones. We're the red-pilled ones. We know what time it is, and it is not a good time in the history of this republic, ladies and gentlemen. This is a very bad time. And before the phones, one Stephen Miller here. Stephen Miller... I'm going to get some of his commentary into the system here. This is an abomination. You have the sitting president of the United States, Joe Biden, through his Justice Department, through his FBI, conducting a raid on the person who is presumed to be his opponent in the next election, and also the 45th president of the United States. As President Trump pointed out in his statement, it is risable that this would be purportedly done in the name of document preservation from the leaks we've seen when Hillary Clinton used an off-book server for years to conduct classified state business and at the same time money was being funneled by the millions into the Clinton Foundation with the very people she was doing business with that to this day has never been investigated, not by the FBI, not by the IRS, not by anybody. We are truly living in a situation where the FBI has become a Praetorian guard from Rome, where they take it unto themselves to decide who wields power in this country. Yes, they do. And by the way, keep this in mind when you hear the comparisons to Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton, the Secretary of State, had zero declassification authority. Zero. President Trump, as president, had all of the declassification authority. No bureaucrat can interfere with any of the president's declassification authority. The media is trying to portray it otherwise, which is just so insane, getting it all backwards. There's a lot of these blue-pilled Americans like, oh, Trump had Trump had secret documents. But, hey, Trump said they're not secret. <laughs> and that's all you need right there. Let's talk about the security state that has been after President Trump for six years when he declared his candidacy and then when he became the nominee – they began pushing the Russian collusion hoax, collusion hoax. Let's not forget, for years of our national life, the official position of the government, of the beltway class, of the media, was that he had conspired illegally with the government of Russia until that was completely and wholly debunked. Let us not forget the security state leak that was used to improperly and scandalously impeach him for simply trying to get to the bottom of well-known corruption in Ukraine. Let's not forget the completely fabricated story about Russian bounties that was dropped right before the election. Let's not forget the assertion that the Hunter Biden scandals, well-documented on video, were Russian disinformation. And let's not also forget that the sitting president of the United States, 
is completely, as far as we know, being held harmless for how he benefited from his son's business dealings. Where is the special counsel to look into how every penny of that income was handled by the Biden family, was handled by Biden, reported by Biden, and classified by Biden. It's not happening because, again, we have a branch, a division of government that has decided, throwing back to the eons before in the Roman Empire, that they can decide that they are the guardians of the empire. They can decide who leads us and who doesn't. This is an unprecedented development for this country. And I would say nothing like this has happened, as far as I'm aware, in any other of our developed peers. Ladies and gentlemen, do you want to let the FBI decide who you can vote for? Do you want to let the CIA decide who you can vote for? Uh, no, thank you. No, thank you to that. And by the way, not going to eat the bugs. That's just the way that is. Uh, ben and Morrison, next in line. Welcome to the program. Yeah, I'm just trying to understand how you think this was like a setup. Because it sounds like Dumbo Donnie got caught. Now tell me, uh, did I say it was do. a setup? Did I say yeah, that I was a, no? I, I said January sixth looks more like a setup in the aftermath of the FBI raiding Trump's personal home. That's what I said. You might want to try January to get that 6th right. Was a setup? It looks even more right. like a setup than it Are did before like because you know like when, when you start destroying stuff? the trust in the FBI. When they go raid a president, so you're okay with it. You're okay with the FBI raiding President Trump's home, and that does not affect your trust in the FBI. What would happen, no. Ben, if the FBI raided Barack Obama's home and mansion in Martha's Vineyard? How would you feel about that? Barack Obama. This is the funny thing. This is the one that no, I No, I asked you a question. How would you feel about that? And then um, if President he Trump, if he was president. To. He didn't oh, give him any reason okay. to. Okay, so that's why that did not happen, huh? you got 30 million documents out there. You see... You're not quite that's, connecting the dots, Ben. And then stuff. what if President Trump went on vacation for four days like Biden has been on vacation for four days, hasn't commented on the raid of his all next right, opponent right. well, in the 2024 well, election? Ben, you got to wake up. You like the Stasi. Admit it, Ben. You like Stasi. That's what you want. There we go. Olivia Newton-John has passed away at the age of 73. Might do some Olivia this hour. And I've always played a few of her tunes around here. And... um my wife thinks Olivia Newton-John is really great, so that's that's part of why I do it. It's, uh, you know, not the, like, burliest music, which I usually kind of is, like, more my speed, you know? Kind of like the harder rock and stuff. But, you know, Olivia, what a, what a wonderful voice. I was really thinking about that this week. And we watched Grease this week. We'll talk about Grease maybe if I, if I get a minute. But why did they do the raid of Mar-a-Lago? Well, they haven't said. But we have to ask about the, the why question. Why'd they do it? Nobody really knows because they that's how the deep state works. They don't really tell you. They just go in and they grab stuff and then they leave. They didn't leave the search warrant there. And then when they finally did release it because they were asked to release it a few days later, um, they said, well, they wanted every single document that Trump has ever looked at while he was president, which is like, huh, sounds like a fishing expedition. So there's some different, you know, fishing expedition could be they're like searching for something on Trump. Okay, they're trying to find something that they can use to harm him for his potential campaign in 2024. Okay, And Lavrenti Berry of the Bolshevik was one of Stalin's close advisors. And his famous phrase is, show me the man, I'll find you the crime. Could these be Lavrenti Berry tactics? Dershowitz has been talking about that. Lavrenti Berry Dershowitz is one of the rare leftists who stands on principle and doesn't want to have a Stasi running this country. God bless that man. Alan Dershowitz. Um, 
Could the deep state be trying to retrieve damaging information that was somehow at Mar-a-Lago, damaging information about the deep state, like Russia collusion hoax stuff, information that makes the CIA, the FBI, the DOJ look bad? One possibility. Fishing to harm Trump in 2024 is another possibility just mentioned. They could be like planting evidence. Who knows? I mean, could they plant evidence in there? You know, you go in there, they don't have a specific search warrant. So Lord knows what they could be putting in there. And Rand Paul mentions that possibility. No, people distrust so much the government that we've gotten to the point where, for example, do I know that the boxes of material they took from Mar-a-Lago, that they won't put things in those boxes to entrap him? How do we know? Their lawyers weren't allowed to see the boxes go. They weren't categorized. That's going to be a problem. Thousands of documents were taken. Yeah, mm-hmm. how do we know that they're going to be honest with us about what's actually in the boxes? How mm-hmm. do we know that was in the box before it left the residence if the lawyers weren't allowed to see everything? So, you know, they've lost a great deal of trust. and it's. Uh, so they could be fishing. They could be planting. Are they admitting that the January 6th Propaganda Commission bombed and that Liz Cheney is going to be going down the tubes even faster than ever on her Tuesday primary? Did they do the Rubicon crossing invasion of Trump's Mar-a-Lago because they live in a deep state cocoon? They didn't anticipate the furious reaction of the American people. I wouldn't put that past them. I think that they are clueless people and they are obsessed people. They are obsessed with their own power. And um, they live in that media bubble as well, that controlled deep state media bubble. And maybe they just did it because they could. They've had zero accountability all along for Spygate, for Russiagate, for all the numerous hoaxes. Yep. So maybe they just could. Maybe they were planning. Maybe they were fishing. Maybe they're trying to dig some stuff out of there that would have been harmful to their interests in the future. They did come up with that, uh, oh, we were looking for nuclear documents. They came up with that like three days later. (laughs) That was the biggest, stupidest thing I have ever seen. When I saw that, oh, they're looking for nuclear codes or something, I thought, give me a break. Total BS. Nobody believes that crap. That is desperate propaganda to go nuclear with it. You can see the deep staters like, oh, my gosh, the American people are having a really bad reaction to this raid on Trump's home. we got to think of something fast. we got to think of something. um, Yeah. Oh, yeah, let's go nuclear with this. Let's go nuclear. Let's do that. Quick, call Washington Post. Get them on the line because we're going nuclear with this. That's what they did. How easy is it to envision that, folks? But again, if this is some kind of an effort to stop Trump 2024, that just says that they don't have faith that Biden really got 81 million votes. Hmm. So what is that admitting there? Either way, it is desperate. Either way, it is showed they have failed. They failed on their impeachments. They failed on January 6th. They failed on all their hoaxes. And now it's the next rung of desperation. These are paranoid, desperate people. You must understand this, ladies and gentlemen. And that's why they do stuff like this that is republic-shattering, Stasi kind of stuff. Make sure you understand this. this is a very, very big deal. Make sure that none of you out there are blowing this off at all. Now let's bit, let's get to some phone action. I've got I've got more on this and uh, more details, but I'll just keep unfurling it as the program goes on. And uh, let's see. Next up is Peggy in Centennial. Thanks for hanging on a minute and welcome, Peggy. Hello. Yes, Peggy. How are you? I'm fine. Well, welcome to the program. You're you're on air. 
live. Okay. Um, just two comments or a couple comments about the eighty-five thousand IRS agents. Yeah, and, eighty-seven um, K. I worked eighty-seven. Yeah. Um, so I've worked um twenty years in the tax uh, business and. One of my private. You're is, not an IRS person, but you're a private. Uh, no, okay, accountant correct. maybe. Yeah, great. Correct. And one of my specialties is people who are not U.S. citizens. And so I I do know that the IRS is terribly shorthanded, especially after the pandemic. They had like five times the number of returns to do plus a stimulus, so they're very shorthanded. So that's. Some of that 87,000, but definitely sad. not all of it. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people filed their back taxes in order to get those stimulus payments. So, okay. made more work. Oh, gosh. Yeah. That's, that's sad. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, um, so folks who are not U.S. citizens, um, whether it's the tax filer or their spouse or their kids um, that don't have a Social Security number to start the tax return with, use what's called an ITIN. I-T-I-N. Yeah. And so with all of these people coming across the border illegally, I think that there's going to be an uptick in the need ah. at the IRS to That's interesting that. point there. And I'll tell you, I, don't, I don't want to go too far down the road in the IRS. That's going to be for future shows. But I think that's an interesting okay. thing you're adding, Peggy, that maybe the influx of Joe Biden's wide open border, millions of illegal immigrants coming into this country might might require more IRS agents. That's fascinating. Interesting. Thank yeah. you for that. And we'll, we'll right. call back. We'll talk more about this as time goes on. And uh, I think uh, Brad in Lakewood, the amazing Brad, had maybe something to add on illegal immigration as well. Yes. Uh, look on Breitbart. There's a very uh, alarming article. Evidently today in Texas, 700 illegals crossed the border at Eagle Pass, and uh, this is all the result of open borders, Greg Abbott, who will not declare an invasion. And, yeah, he's doing something, but he's not doing enough. However, in Arizona, Doug Ducey is actually putting up uh, some sort of physical barriers, uh, big containers, 22 feet high with four feet of wire, and I think that's basically because he knows Kerry Lake's about to be elected governor in uh, Arizona, but... Uh, the whole point is, if Greg Abbott's as good as everyone thinks he is, why did 700 illegals cross in five hours today? And this is on Breitbart as we speak. Yep. Um, I don't think people think Abbott is great. I think that people in Texas, and I I always see tweets from Jennifer Harris down in Texas, that people think that Abbott is a loser down there. He is. But, he doesn't do anything. But yeah. then, but, but then uh, I thought the uh, voters in Kentucky uh, weren't very smart because they kept... Uh, Re-elected Mitch McConnell, maybe the voters in Texas are less intelligent because knowing perfectly well that Abbott's not doing his job, instead of electing good Alan West, right. they, they well, re-elect Greg Abbott. That, that's where the establishment manipulates the process to give the illusion of choice. That's It's not all on the voters, but it's, it's, it's the GOPE establishment system. Thank you, Brad. Definitely not mellow tonight. You know that tune by Olivia Newton-John. Have you never been mellow? And yeah, I've been mellow before, but not tonight. This is a big, hairy furball of a moment in this American republic, which is tottering right now because the deep state does not want to relinquish any of their power. 
not without destroying this republic first. I've been saying that for years, and by the way, I have to point this out, I heard the news clip just now, that right now the left, the establishment, they run every branch of government, I guess you would say maybe not the Supreme Court, but they have the House, they have the Senate, they have the presidency, and they have the bureaucracies, all of them, hegemonic power. But yet they like to claim they are victims. They like to claim victim status. Do you see how this works? They have all the power. But yet somehow they like to be the victims at the same time, like there is somehow other power that's more powerful than the hegemonic power. And, um, and they're the victims of that. And that's where you heard uh, Christopher Ray, director of the FBI. He goes out runs a Stasi raid on Trump's home, and then he turns around and says, quote, Unfounded attacks on the integrity of the FBI erode respect for the rule of law and are a grave disservice to the men and women who sacrifice so much to protect others. Violence and threats against law enforcement, including the FBI, are dangerous and should be deeply concerning to all Americans. End quote. Now, of course, we do not have anything but peaceful things to say and advocate for peaceful overturning of the power grip of the deep state on this country. But what they try to do is they try to, you know, they try to bait this kind of stuff. And, you know, there's always going to be some people that have some uh, things to say about law enforcement. And um, that's just uh, part of the deal. But they'll, of course, choose this moment to grab that and play the victim after they just did the raid on the president, uh, first time in American history anything like this has ever happened, and see they're the victims. Does this make sense to you? They're also doing that with Liz Cheney in Wyoming. David Axelrod came out with a tweet and said that, well, Liz Cheney can't go do personal appearances and live events because of threats upon her person. And, um, of course, any such thing is egregious, and, of course, you have to obligatorily point that out. Um, But they try to do that like there's a victimhood kind of thing when, guess what? Trump has had more threats upon his life and person than any other human being in the history of this planet. But you don't see him going around talking about that. Rand Paul got himself shot. Steve Scalise got himself shot by lunatic Democrats. Um, Rand Paul didn't get shot, but he was shot at. And Scalise actually did get shot, almost died. I mean... You see, you can play the victim card. Anybody can choose to play the victim card at any time. Republicans, Democrats, even radio hosts, anybody can play the victim card whenever they want to. But, of course, it's the left that chooses to do that when they have hegemonic power in this country. Do you understand that principle? Do you understand that tactic? I think that you do. Okay, that's the victim thing. Now, um, I have so much more to be wanting to get through, but... um, should I just start saying some hello? Maybe maybe I'll just work in a little bit of Liz Cheney real quick before I say hello to everybody. And I'll just say this, that uh, Liz Cheney, her primary is on Tuesday the 16th in Wyoming. Go do it. Go make it happen. I've been researching this. It's been a particular area of interest of mine. And the University of Wyoming came out with some very interesting research and poll data that shows that Liz Cheney is completely and totally doomed. She is 30 points down right now to her challenger, Harriet Hegeman. And Liz Cheney is trying to get 
Democrats and independents to vote for her, but she gets uh, – there's only 8% of likely voters in Wyoming are Democrats. So she gets most all of those Democrats, but there's just not very many of them. And she splits independents. So independents are half for Hageman and half for Cheney. So that's nowhere near enough to move the needle for uh, for to save Liz Cheney, and they just pronounce her just doomed. I mean, she is just doomed. She has just got absolutely no chance whatsoever in Wyoming. Just quickly, I'll put this one up. Uh, here we go. Part of getting Cheney renominated is to convince Democrats and independents to register as Republicans and vote in this primary. Voters can do so by law here. The Wyoming Secretary of State says since January, the number of registered Republicans has increased by more than 11,000. And there are more than 6,000 fewer registered Democrats, potentially showing some crossover here, Democrats registering as Republicans to vote in this primary. There are more than four times as many registered Republicans than Democrats in heavily Republican Wyoming. Both candidates are also at odds over the FBI raid at President Trump's. Hageman suggests it's part of a broader, quote, political persecution scheme by Democrats. Cheney has criticized other Republicans for attacking the integrity of the FBI, saying it puts agents at risk. Voters in this state have had the opportunity to cast their ballots before that raid. In fact, early absentee voting started about six weeks ago. David? Rich, I... Okay, so Liz Cheney is doomed. Again, the University of Wyoming says that out of... You add up all the likely voters in Wyoming, and only 8% of them are Democrats, 21% of them are independents. So she could get all the independents, she could get all the Democrats, and she would still go down the tubes... But she's only splitting independents while she's getting most all of the Democrats, and some of them are going to cross over. Anyway, so, uh, folks, Liz Cheney has no chance. If there were some – if somehow she does come out on top on Tuesday, you know that it is 100 percent election fraud in the state of Wyoming. But uh, I'll tell you what, even the New York Times knows that Liz Cheney has no chance. They're already softening the blow. And they're trying to say that, oh, Liz Cheney, even if she is defeated, she's going to go on to greater things like a presidential campaign. She's going to find some way to stop Trump. And uh, so they're like deniers. They're saying that Liz Cheney being defeated in Wyoming is not actually a defeat. Kind of like they say, oh, there is no recession. They're recession deniers. Kind of like they say, there is no inflation. They're inflation deniers. Denial. Strange psychological habit of the left right now in this country um anyway and by the way one bit of unfinished business from last week that uh there was a there was a campaign in washington for um for the house and uh joe kent was uh, they were still counting the votes last week but the america firster joe kent in washington did come out on top he's the gold star husband his wife was killed in action in afghanistan i believe and uh, he's also a former green beret himself but he beat the rhino, Jamie Herrera Bootler, who was a pro-impeachment Republican voice in the House. And so eight out of those ten are gone. The pro-impeachment crowd, rhino people, are gone. Kudos and congrats to Joe Kent, who's been very critical of this raid on Mar-a-Lago also this week. Let's get to some phone action, by the way. And I've got so much more, so much more. Everyone stay close. And uh, uh, Brian, Brian. What's on your mind tonight, sir? Government. Man, that's all they are is a mafia with no morals. I mean, think about it. 
Yep. This this whole this whole raid thing. I guess it came out on the judge gave the order on like Friday, and he's like, "Oh well, you got 30 days. It's such an emergency that you know, just roll roll with it whenever you can or whatever." Yeah, the nuclear I mean, secrets the they can wait. Around. You know, I tell you. Yeah, it's an emergency. We got nuclear secrets. No worries, guys. You know, whenever you get around to it. Yeah, you can send so that can... secret police whenever you're you're kind of like ready to do it. You know, it's. It's only the nuclear yeah, secrets whatever. they're saying, says Washington Post. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the, and, the, and the leak's the same as with the Russia thing. It's anonymous. So it's just all the same garbage. They don't even change the wording. They're so good. They're so lazy and corrupt. Exactly. They're so used to their corruption that they've gotten lazy with it. It's it's just so blatantly out there. You know, it's it's it's. Ridiculous. You are kind of wondering if you're seeing signs of incompetence in the deep state with the way they've handled this whole disaster which is backfiring upon them badly. And, uh, of course, you know, with the, you never know exactly what's going on or exactly what they're doing. That's just how they like it. They like to keep it uh, confusing as possible. But, man, this is a supernova, Brian, and I find it unacceptable. And mafia, great description there, Brian. This is well, a mafia. It's I mean, a secret it is, police. They have no morals. The mafia, at least if you were a child molester, they wouldn't protect you. I mean, the same organization that's going after Trump, and you remember when they invaded Epstein and then they had him killed when all the cameras went off? They got a list. Do you think a lot of FBI members might be on that list? Do you think their buddies might be on that list? Do you think Congress people might be on that list? These Good are point. People that tra- shoot, these are people that protect child molesters, okay? And I'm supposed to just go, okay, well, I guess shaky voice Garland came well, out. Well, yeah, Bruce really Reinhardt, the judge, is like an associate of Epstein's, represented oh. Epstein's associates. I mean, Talk about connecting the deep state circle here, dude. Anyway. I know. They're just a bunch of child molesting, protecting freaks. No, but nobody believes them Well, anymore. they're definitely We're freaks with them. and all of the above. But, yep. but I'll tell you one thing. I'll tell you one thing, Matt. Going forward, you better question everything because this is just the beginning. You think there's going to be more, huh, Brian? And I think you're you're right about that. Great points, Brian, as ever. Yeah, our family watched Grease last night, and this song comes from that 1978 musical, which I had never seen before. Olivia Newton-John, rest in peace. What a wonderful, wholesome voice she had. And yet, I'm the kind of guy I would never watch a musical willingly. And I think I, like, basically never did watch a musical until I got married. And I married a gal that kind of insists that I watch musicals from time to time. And that is one of the um, aspects of the suffering of my life. Because uh, watching musicals, oh man, that that is like a very brutal and unmanly thing to do. But I, I just, I do it. I step up and I do my duty from time to time. And I will say Grease was pretty good. You got you to gotta dig the Travolta and all that. And Grease Lightning, that is a good song. So, uh... Anyway, I finally saw it. I did it. I took, what is it, uh, another musical, Mary Pop, A Spoonful of Sugar Helps the Medicine Go Down. I, you know. Anyway, one quick point here. Here is the kind of the leftist summary reaction of what's going on with the egregious FBI Stasi secret police raid nine hours of Mount Mar-a-Lago. And they go into Melania's closet, and somebody texted the studio, what did the FBI take from Mrs. Trump's bedroom? Is she missing any underwear? Oh, these perverts. Lord knows what those perverts were doing in Melania's closet. Biographer of Trump with him and with family members. What do you think is going through his mind and their minds? 
Oh, I think they're delighted. This is a surprising answer, but I think that they've been planning for this for years. Donald Trump first did his reaction to the FBI, actually having his lawyer call them Gestapo and stormtroopers 50 years ago. So he's been prepared for this strategy all along. He issued a campaign style commercial within hours. This was prepared in advance. So he's an expert at spinning everything into publicity. He believes all publicity is good publicity. And that hardcore Trump group, 35 percent of the electorate, is going to be electrified by this. I, I I think he's having a good day, actually. Actually, the only people who are going to be electrified by this are people who don't want to live in a police state in a tyrannical America run by the deep state. Yeah, that's the only people going to be motivated by it. But like how they spin it, oh, Trump likes the publicity. Oh, see, something like this. Trump's going to make this a very publicity-oriented thing. What? They just raided his home. The Stasi just raided Trump's home, and then CNN says, oh, well, Trump's going to make publicity out of this. What? The publicity comes from this because this is a historic Rubicon crossing, unprecedented action of the secret police of this country. Wake up, CNN. But you'll notice they're kind of smelling. Yeah, see, they kind of like it. They kind of like it, but they're just worried it's going to backfire and motivate Republican voters. Oh, yeah, I'm afraid it will. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a definite moment of Focus, focus, ladies and gentlemen, and motivation through the roof. Got it? Artists in Aurora, welcome to the program. What's on your mind, Artis? Well, hello, Matt. First of all, I don't call this a raid. I think it was more of an insurrection than they're oh, good accusing point. Trump of on January 6th. And then On the raid word, by the way, real quick, they, they don't like to use the word raid, and so they got some headlines in the mainstream media to be changed to search instead of raid. Pathetic. And, yeah, of course, the mainstream media goes along were, with it. They were at his house. He was there in June, and they took some boxes out. So if this was so important, why didn't they do it in June when they were already in the house with Trump? They didn't even let the lawyers walk with them. Mm-hmm. And there was a funny picture on Facebook say, um, saying, here are the FBI people after they raided Melania's closet, showed a bunch of men in dresses. But I don't think that happened. Yeah, but <laughs> uh, you get the point. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just it's they are going at him with everything they think they have and they have nothing well they're either I mean, fishing or they're in the White House. planting evidence or they're mm-hmm. you know uh trying to get something that damages them out of there or they just wanted melania's underwear that, i mean that is possible that's what these perverts wanted nine hours in mar-a-lago anyway oh, it's just yeah and when we have a puppet in the white house who's running things i mean yeah. that judge was also appointed by obama in one of the circuit courts or something. The so Epstein associate judge, Bruce mm-hmm. Reinhardt. Yeah, friend of Epstein. That's great. Pure deep state. And friend of Obama. Yeah. I mean, not that there's any lefty you know, collusion in there at all. Yeah. Well, artists, I better keep moving, but you're thinking <laughs> right. Thanks for your addition. Of as course, ever. always. You bet. And let's say hello to uh, Hank. Hank, and we're tighter on time, but you have a thought on Liz Cheney, Hank. Yeah, Matt. 
I'm from Wyoming. Oh, wonderful. And Liz is toast. I agree. I I agree. I write about her every chance I get on Facebook. I got a lot of friends still in Wyoming, and I talk her down every chance I get. She cut her throat when she got on this committee and led this committee. And Wyomingites are proud of their political assignments, and they vote with their hearts. And she is not in their hearts. Oh, if you know, I've been following this so closely that the people of Wyoming, the good people, they're going to expel Liz Cheney, and it's going to be a wonderful, wonderful moment for this republic. I salute you, Hank, for what you're doing. The more you can raise your voice, the more you can get your friends to go out there. This is the best way possible you could uh, say no to the secret police of this country. You know, Cheney's all in favor of the raid on Mar-a-Lago. Mm-hmm. She's obsessed with that. Is she going to run for president? My dying. No, not going to happen. I mean, if she did, she'd get like 0.0% of the vote. But they (laughs) they talk about that right now because they don't want to admit defeat and they want to do the propaganda that makes you think, oh, she's going on to something else. They did that with Jeff Flake. They did that with Bob Corker. They do that with everybody who gets evicted by the patriotic voters of their own home state. (laughs) Adam Kinzinger, same thing. Yeah. That's it. That's it. She's going down in flames. That's it. Yep. She's done. All the data shows that she's behind by 30. She's trying to get Democrats to vote for her, but there's only 8% of likely voters in Wyoming are Democrats, and that's not enough to save her bacon. Not to make a Miss Piggy reference there, but uh, she does kind of look like Miss Piggy, but it's not going to save her bacon. She's got an ad with Dick. Give me a break. Nobody cares about Dick Cheney. Amen. Yep. Dick and Liz Cheney, they have uh, disgraced themselves. They've embarrassed America. The warmongers, they they just want to send everybody into war, and they profit off of it. Thank Halliburton, what Dick Cheney was into. Their legacy is gone, but they're very good haters, and it shows. And Dick Cheney cutting that ad, his face looks miserable and angry and bitter and twisted. It's just uh, the fall of uh, at least a little dynasty in this country. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Hank, God bless you, Hank. Bless you for what you're doing up there. Let's see it happen. And if you would, check in with us again sometime, and we'll bask in the glow of Cheney's defeat sometime. And these people have to be defeated, and it's going to happen. Yep. Thank you, Hank. I'll do it. All the best to you. What what town in Wyoming, by the way? Green River. Green River. Love it up there. Yeah. Been there many times. Been on that river up there a few times and done some elk hunting in that area. Anyway, thank you, sir. You stay close with us, Hank. All the best to you. And let's say hello to Rudy in Westminster. Welcome, Rudy. Hey, thank you. Hey, my question is, uh, which is the better devil? If I don't vote for O'Day, then I'm helping to reelect Bennett. Yep, exactly right. And uh, so wouldn't I rather vote for O'Day and get rid of Bennett and just figure, well, yep. You know, neither party gives you a good choice, but yep. Bennett's no good. And that's the decision that we all have to make on our own. If you get Bennett, you know you get uh, just the worst of the worst partisan hack leftist who is a no-show senator, doesn't ever do anything except uh, do leftist stuff in a very quiet way. But if you get O'Day, then you get a rhino in there, and the rhinos are very good at uh, veering the direction of the Republican Party in the wrong direction and you're seeing that with Mitch McConnell and uh, and Tim Scott right now. Their reaction to this uh, Mar-a-Lago thing is awful. And, uh, you know, the rhinos sometimes are a lot more trouble having around than not. 
So it's a good question, Rudy, and I'll just say people got to think it through. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.